this garbage. This is Christmas. Okay, and we are back on our first podcast since the super successful um, Halloween podcast where we reviewed everybody's favorite Halloween movie. Well, not Matt's favorite Halloween movie. Um, everybody else's favorite Halloween movie, Hocus Pocus. Um, today we have a special guest, as Matt couldn't make it. My lovely wife, Allie, is here. Allie? Hey, hey. <laughs> I don't know how to enter a podcast. <laughs> Allie's first entry into a podcast is certainly something. I was not expecting her to, to say, hey, totally, hey. I totally blew it. Like, like Fat Albert, but it's okay. Uh, we can edit this out, but we're not going to. I wish you would. I wish I would too, but editing's a lot of work. Okay. All right. So we'll be discussing what movie today, Al? The Princess Switch. The Princess Switch, starring Vanessa Hudgens. Yes. Who, in my opinion, did an absolutely bang-up job playing two roles. <laughs> Spoiler alert, she plays three eventually. <laughs> Whoa! Allie's already alluding to Princess Switch 2, Switched Again, yep. uh, which chronicles the next chapter in these folks' lives. Um, so we starts off in the blessed city of Chicago, Illinois. Um, a place Allie and I got stuck at the electric crossing arm at their toll roads in July. I didn't know where you were going with that. I forgot about that. I do not forget about that because I got left to the toll road because <laughs> the person in front of me couldn't get the gate open. You're right. You did. I was initially... And I was the baller that backed up and went to the other lane. Yeah. Shout out to my wife for backing up across 12 <laughs> lanes of traffic. I didn't... It wasn't 12. I literally backed up and went to the next one. Well, there was 12 lanes of traffic. I also did get ahead of you by like at least a half hour and then saw an accident in front of me. But miraculously, they just kept driving. That's like, right. They hit each other on the highway. <laughs> they just kept going. It's a bold move. Um, probably wouldn't happen... In either of the places we lived, but it happened there. Oh, well, I wouldn't... I think it could happen in DMV. <laughs> DMV? Well, yeah, because once you get on the um, outer loop or inner loop, I would say. That's probably true. It, it could it happen there. Happens. Like, if it's not that bad and people are like, I gotta get to work. That's fair. That That's a, that's a fair point. Um, I actually have no idea if that is exact what happens, but... Who knows? Hypothesizing. But this movie did start off at a cute little bakery that Vanessa Hudgens' character, Stacy DeNovo, uh, ran in what appeared to be a very nice part of Chicago. I have no idea because I've only ever flown in or drove through Chicago. We've never actually stopped and seen the bean. We will see the bean at some point. <laughs> at some point, we'll have enough time where we can drive, get up early in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning or earlier. All I need you to do is roll out of bed and get in the car. That's your only job. I'll drive to Cleveland. It's like six hours. I'm going to get a coffee. No coffees before that, or I'll have to stop to go to the bathroom numerous times. We'll stay in Chicago. We'll see the bean. We'll have a great time. But I would say I would definitely visit Vanessa Hudgens, a.k.a. Stacey DeNovo's Bake Shop. Allie? I don't know if I would. She sort of came off as like, oh, I have to work all the time, and I have no time for personal life. What is that like? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's why I didn't like it. I saw myself in her. <laughs> you related to her character too much. You claim to be an excellent Christmas baker. I am. Are we going to see that this year? Yeah. I just got to buy the groceries for it. I, by that, she means I will buy the groceries <laughs> for it because Allie is not allowed to go to the grocery just store solo. Just ask Beth. Knows my baking is quality standards. 
We normally keep last names out of it, but congratulations, oh, Beth, for the full <laughs> name shout out. Good job by you. She probably isn't listening. She definitely is. Oh, all right. Um, <laughs> so you would not stop at her bakery? I don't know. Maybe. If there was an international... If, if I received an invitation to an international... Um, I don't know how to describe this. Excel spreadsheet professional. Don't even go there. Like, you're making me sound like a nerd. Here's the thing. I'm not like, oh my gosh. Like, whenever we travel and we see sweets, I'm like, oh my god, I need that. Sweets? No, you don't love sweets. Right. So that's why I don't think it'd be at the top of my list. Kudos to her. However... They really didn't spend a lot of time at the bakery. So I feel like we're spending a lot of time talking about this bakery. And that really isn't, aside from the fact that she goes to like this made up land to do some bakery contest. Belgravia is real in my heart. Okay. Well, that like the fact that she's a baker is almost irrelevant to the show. They just like needed a hook. Did you mean that as a joke? (laughs) Needed as a pun? No, I actually didn't. You could have told the people. Well, I don't think you need in baking. Well... That's not true, I guess, in bread. But not in the type of baking she does. I don't think our listeners need to know, so we'll move on. Okay. That's probably a good idea. <laughs> How quickly did this movie start? It went from zero to 60. Yeah, the plot moved quickly, which is great, because you really don't want to drug out in these types of movies. With these budgets, you just need it to move fast. Now, Netflix breaks the budget compared to Hallmark. Hmm. I mean, they go on location. I haven't done any research. I'm freelancing this entire thing, so you would know. Although I did ask you this morning if you could just do a little bit of research on how much Romania work or makes for their country and the fact that these films are filmed there. So a lot of times these movies get tax credits. I don't exactly know how tax credits work in movies, but that's why they go to Georgia. And that's why US they go... U.S. tax credits. Agreed. I, I did not get this research done. It was That not... was a fail on your part because I feel like I need to know and the viewers need to know how much like Romania's GDP relies on US making just subpar Christmas movies. I have two things to talk about. Did you guys hear a few minutes earlier when Ali said you're making me sound like a nerd? <laughs> and then she wanted me to percentage out Romania's GDP where this movie was mostly filmed. Before we get to Romania though, how quickly did she go from no... So to, to bring you guys up to speed, she basically wins entry into a Christmas baking contest in the definitely real land of Belgravia. Right. Or Belgravia. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Josh, for reminding mm-hmm. me that it was Belgravia. I said Montanaro before. Who's Josh? Josh is a co-worker of mine. Oh. <laughs> Last name redacted. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Who reminded me that, yes, but they went to Belgravia. I really enjoyed how quickly Vanessa Hudgens was definitely not going to go because it was Christmas. And then she ran into her ex-boyfriend... And fired a passion inside her to just up and go to an Eastern European country. Mm, yeah, I forgot about that part. It was a part that wasn't overly important. So Right. Yep. None of really how she got there is important because the bulk of the movie is just spent on them switching. So normally this is where Matt gives us his first five minutes of the movie. Oh. While watching the first five minutes of the movie, Allie, what did you think was going to happen after, because within five minutes, we're on a plane to Belgravia. What did you think was going to happen from there? Well, clearly, given the title, she was going to run into a lookalike and switch places like the parent trap. Do you want the rest of my opinion on this whole plot? As much as you'd like to give. It's a free-form conversation. <laughs> okay, well, I just don't think that this plot works in love, like, tr- like when it's related to love interests. It works when you're trying to you know punk your parents 
and you find out you have an identical twin sister and you're like, let's just switch places because I'd like to get to know my mom did you ever, and you'd like to get to know my dad. Did you ever punk your parents in this way? No, because I don't have an identical twin. That's a good point. But if I did, in fact, many a time in my childhood, I wished I had an identical twin because I grew up in the you know, land of Mary Kay and Ashley Olsen. That's a fair point. They were a pretty big influence of probably all of our lives. Yep, yep. So, but anyway, back to the point. I The plot of them switching just doesn't work because if you think about the psychological toll that it would take on people when they find out that the person that they've been in love with the whole time and just trying to get them to love you back really wasn't that person anyway. And so, like, it's good for a honeymoon phase, but then you're like, this really just isn't the same person because ultimately they're not going to have the same interests, the same quirks, the same banter. Like it just, it doesn't work. You and think- that's my take on this whole movie is that clever, fun to watch. However, if you think about how their lives are going to turn up moving forward, it just at a psychological, I feel like there's just like a psychological toll. You're definitely. So. Basically, within the first five minutes, we're on a flight to Belgravia, which I really enjoy. I don't want to see any more of Chicago. Not that I can't see more of Chicago in a different movie. They were really heavy on making sure that we knew they were in Chicago. They, she wore a hat that said Chicago. Chicago yeah. They wore a hat that said Lansdowne or Leesburg or Mohall. No, but I definitely wear hats that say North Dakota. We do that all the time. We do that a lot. <laughs> it, it's, um, and we really like it when people are like, oh, you're from North Dakota, especially if they've gone to school. Most of the people we run into, though, have gone to, like, the aviation school. They do. That's, or they're military. Or they're military. Or I think people just think we really like our state a lot and don't realize it's a school. That could be. That's okay, But though. most of the people that approach us, like, know what it is. Yes. They're or exact. they're like, oh, my God, you're from North Dakota? I've never met anybody from North Dakota. Yeah, is it cold there? <laughs> definitely. It definitely the is. The answer is yes. Do you think it's colder in North Dakota or in Belgravia? I mean... Somebody didn't look up the stats of that, so I don't know. So Belgravia is not a real place. This is, we get to create well, our own idea. Okay, you're right. I'm stuck in the, the being Romania. It, it is filmed in Romania at an absolutely stunning castle that I have written down Which, here. Which, if you're shocked about this or not, I have no idea really where Romania is on the map. I envision it being somewhere around... Oh, God, this is going to be bad. <laughs> Let's play this game. Where is it going to be around? What do you think it's by? I think it's in Asia. You think it's in Asia? No, that's wrong. It's in Europe. Okay. But close to Asia. So Eastern Europe. Yep. That's where Bulgaria is. Bulgaria is more... Well, but it's, they're not in Bulgaria, though. And oh, Bel- you're right. They're, Belarus or something. They're Belarus. They're in Romania. The country is called Belgravia in the movie. Yeah, it's tricky because it sounds like Bulgaria, but it's not. It's very alpine I think they're, they're making it seem like it's more in Central Europe. I think they want it to be sort of in the Alps. Oh, like Sweden. Switzerland. Switzerland. Yep. Exactly. I would definitely go to Switzerland with you. So would I. Although I feel like we need to get better at skiing because otherwise I'll definitely lose my life there. I'm not sure about we, but one <laughs> of us needs to get better at skiing. That's a fact. Mm. What, do you, what do you think Belgravia's number one export is? I don't know. You were supposed to look this up. <laughs> Again, Belgravia is not a real place. You can concoct whatever you think it is. The fact that they're having a baking show, I don't know, baked goods. Chocolates maybe? Bread. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. If she was uh, like a chocolatier... <laughs> and like did truffles and stuff then i'd be more interested 
But the fact that it looked like she's doing like cakes and like so part of your part of your issue with this movie is that she was a baker and not a chocolatier. Yeah, you'd have gotten more more bang for your buck if she was a chocolatier. Yeah, because I get excited about truffles and I don't really get excited about cake. That's fair. I like truffles better and than cake like too. You don't like cake either. I like truffles better than cake too. Yeah. We're we're on the same page as far as uh, truffles are concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna say Belgravia is a country of like. million people. That seems Um, like a lot. It's about the size of Loudoun and Fairfax counties combined. Maybe a little bit bigger. Okay. Probably a little bit bigger. So it's it's big enough. Um, Definitely the number one export is craft beer (laughs) and, and winter wines. They make um, they make an amazing ice wine. An ice wine. An ice wine like in, like in Ontario. Yep. Very delicious. Uh-huh. Yeah, but then we'd have to like the weather would have to be bone chilling cold like North Dakota and Canada. Well, it's alpine. It's, it's 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 cold enough there, I think. I don't know because when I've seen pictures of people skiing in Switzerland, they don't look that cold. Well, this place is made up. <laughs> so whatever climate we want, we can have. <laughs> Would you rather vi- visit Montanaro or Belgravia? Well, we never got to see Montanaro. We only just heard about Montanaro. Montanaro, I think, is more like Spain. She always said Montanaro. The part of Spain that it's its own thing, like Barcelona or the full Spain? Uh, I-, I think it's like the full Spain, not Catalonia. Mm. Impressed that I know about the Catalonia? I'm very impressed you know <laughs> about the differences between Barcelona and the rest of Spain. I really am. Yeah, I really up my knowledge of um, Spain and specifically Barcelona um, when Ed Sheeran released <laughs> his Divide album and he had a song titled Barcelona. Basically all your geography <laughs> yeah. and history is based on Ed Sheeran songs. No, not all of it, but like if there's something that interests me, I'm like, oh, I need to look that up more. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. So like thank that. you, Ed Sheeran. Good job, Ed. If you're listening. Also, he's so darn cute. If you're if you're listening, tweet at us. It's at a, a Christmas pod on Twitter. So go ahead and go ahead and uh, hit us up there. <laughs> so right away when she lands, she almost gets hit by a car, and guess who's driving that car? Well, not the prince, because he has a driver. Good point. <laughs> How much what did you think of the driver? Wasn't it his like overprotective security guard? Yeah, he was the worst. Yeah. He was clearly the worst. He was like made out to be the villain too. So spoiler alert, he's the villain. I was giving away the Belschnickel now and I agree <laughs> with her. That's just fine. The driver was the bad guy. Um, he never really gets that bad, but I didn't like him either. He was just sort of a sleazy dude. He definitely was. Um, basically, we get there. They go out into the city. Do a little bit of exploring. Yeah, but against Stacy's wishes because yeah. she's too high strung and like she's here for the competition and the competition only. So she can't have any fun exploring the village that's full of Christmas. Yeah, she just wants to go to to Wembley, which is for some reason the name of the kitchen stadium. Mm. What else is Wembley famous for, Al? Tennis. That's Wimbledon. Wembley is this is the soccer stadium in London. Oh shoot! But very no, that's a very good, very close. <laughs> Isn't Wimbledon tennis? Wimbledon is tennis, correct? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Wembley is the soccer stadium. All right. To get well, back to your question about Romania, where we're where we're at physically, but emotionally, we own Belgravia. It was filmed at the Caria Castle. It was no. Can we have a spelling of that? It's the city it's in is C. A R E I, 
in the castle. That sounds like a carry. C A R E I. You've seen me spell. You've seen me pronounce. <laughs> You're aware. And the castle is called Carloi Castle. <laughs> My Romanian is not great. Talked about you not ever running into a doppelganger. I've never run into a doppelganger. Not like she I've did. I've been told that I look like Kate Middleton. I've said by that your mother time. specifically. And no more my dad. No, I think your mom. But Murph Dog is the oh, start of it. I, I think. didn't know. I oh. think. Sorry, Mom, if it was you. But okay. I agree. You do look like Kate okay. Middleton. Yeah. You're a rich man's Kate Middleton. I wish I was Pippa. She really enjoyed the fact that she met the princess again within the first 10 or 15 minutes of the movie. And already the princess is tricking her to meeting her at the palace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it moves fast. When we say the plot moves fast, we mean the plot moves fast. She wants to know about wedding cakes. There's not a lot of buildup. I wish Vanessa Hudgens. She didn't character. want to know about wedding cakes at all. That no, was just a ruse. Yeah. So so right away she makes a deal with I'm not going to call her the devil because she's not, mm-hmm. but with the princess of Montanaro that yeah. basically they'll switch lives just as long as she can get her sous chef Kevin, his daughter Olivia, into a. <laughs> Belgravian Royal Ballet class. Is that why they switched? That was her... I missed that part. I knew the main reason for Princess Margaret was so that she could see the people and get to know the people of Belgravia, the people she'll eventually rule upon her wedding. Do you think she'll be a good ruler? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. They didn't give a lot of information about her ahead of time, so I can't really make that distinction. Fair enough. But she wanted to get to know the people, so I feel like that in of itself is like at least... Um, you know, a positive outlook on the type of ruler she would be. However, let's remember that generally the pa- is it the patriarch? Is that what they're called? The the crown. The crown doesn't sure. actually rule. It's parliament. That's true. Like they're really just there for ornaments. So unlike the Christmas prince, though, there doesn't appear to be a parliament in Belgravia. It appears to be a sole monarchy. That's the word I was looking for: as a monarchy. Was there? So Bel- So in the princess, the Christmas, the, in the Christmas prince, they're in a constitutional monarchy where there is a parliament. A parliament. Yeah. In Belgravia, it appears to be a straight monarchy ruled by the family. Interesting. So this is a great segue into my whole issue with this movie, is the fact that they, like Vanessa Hudgens' British accent to begin with is deplorable. Because I know a lot about British accents. You know a lot of British people, too. Yep. But, also, why do they just default to using British accents for these movies? Like, they can be filming in France and still have a British accent instead of a French accent. Just like if they were to film in North Dakota, they'd make the accent offensive. They would make the accent (laughs) offensive in North Dakota, you're right. A lot of long O's. Oh, you know. A lot of not exactly the way we talk back home. Eh, Sort of. By 15, 20 minutes, we're already switched. What did you think of the princess switch montage where they pretend to be each other? Oh, where they were learning to be each other? Well, again, she was learning how to speak in this, like, atrocious accent. And (laughs) also how to, like, walk. I thought it was interesting the way she was trying to walk in, like, a slouch when for when, the non-princess which i mean i get it, it i have hit home. terrible it posture hit, it hit home with all americans yeah. when, when the princess did our walk and talk right 
However, I also hate the fact that she holds her hands. The princess does. People can't see this because it's not a visual. Which Ellie is cupping her hands. Yeah. But like in front of her, one hand over the other, like sort of fingers clasped. So, but I totally agree. Um, like, what's the point of that? I don't think Kate Milton walks around like that. And Princess Diana walked around in a slouch and with her head hung and like looking up with her eyes all the time. That was like her signature look. Um, she's the people's princess, so whatever she wants to do, she can. <laughs> I really like when they talked about goals and planning. Do you agree that a goal without a plan is just a wish? Sure. I just think you're a goal-oriented person. Yeah. And mine are mostly wishes. I mean, definitely goals need to be measurable. They need to be smart, which don't ask me what that acronym is at this point because <laughs> I can't remember. But essentially, the M stands for measurable. I didn't know smart was an acronym. We've already switched. The prince comes in almost immediately. She wears a fun hat and talks about um, how you always take tea in Montanaro with a hat on. Yeah, which I was like, this is a dumb, like, I don't know. Because, like, if I was the prince, I'd be like. She's acting odd. Yeah. This isn't real behavior anywhere right. across Europe. Right. Whether it's Bulgaria, Belgravia, Romania. Right. Also, Montanaro. why are you taking tea in a hat in your nightgown? Like, no, that adds up. I don't know. Um, let's see here. So almost. Immediately the next day, uh, they go on a horse riding adventure. Oh, yeah, and she can't ride horse. She doesn't know how to ride horse. Yeah, but also I feel like it was um, over-accentuated. Is that a word? Accentuated? Accentuated. Exaggerated, maybe? Whatever. Um, and the fact that, like, she tried to hop on and just hopped right over it. She vaulted the horse? Like, I haven't ridden horse in many years, but... I don't think that I would, like, vault myself over the horse. I think I'd still know how to, like, get on it. Well, you fell down the stairs today, so I don't know about that. Don't bring up the stair falling, because I've fallen down the stairs at least twice in the last week, and... This stair fall was it actually a lot... hurt. This stair fall was a lot less dramatic than earlier in the week's stair fall when you fell down with a chair. Oh, my God. Don't even bring it up. We learned an important lesson that day, and that is that Allie... I don't even know how I fell. I, like, hit my... I mean, I hit everything. I have a giant bruise on my forearm. I have a giant bruise on my left elbow. And I hit my head, so I probably could be concussed. Not like you were in high school, but close enough. <laughs> um, she's also very concerned, I think, because she gets confused that the horses are cold. There's a 0% chance the Belgravian prince's stables aren't heated. Those horses are warm. Yeah, I mean... It's not important, it's just true. They're also horses, and, like, cows stay out in the winter, so... Not royal cows. <laughs> All right, so we go on a ride. This time there's no wolf attack, which I enjoyed in other movies. Um, the wolf pops up sometimes. We miss the wolf. <laughs> That's like Beauty and the Beast specifically. Uh, <laughs> it's also the Christmas prince. He protects her from a wolf oh. in that movie as well. Mm. Um, basically, we go on horseback riding. He makes an offensive comment about her staying in her lane, basically. He's talking about gross domestic product. <laughs> And I'm not even kidding. This is the little conversation. Yeah. And he says, just don't worry about it. Which would... Make you very angry. Yeah. Um, yeah, you would not appreciate being told by a prince who probably does nothing. Definitely not. I'd be like, this engagement is over. Ta-ta! That fast. <laughs> You're giving up your royal throne that fast. <laughs> because of one... A, a, I mean, offensive comment. She tells him right off, though, which I appreciated. Right. I also appreciate that, which I guess that's the one spot where I... I guess it's not the only spot that I... <laughs> like, 
agree with her on. But yeah, like that's essentially where she wins his heart is that she speaks up. She's a strong female. She has opinions. She knows how she wants to make Bulgaria. I can't Bulga- remember. Belgravia. Yeah, Bulgaria. Whatever. Belgravia. Belgravia. <laughs> a better place for all. And really what we find out is that she would be a better princess than the actual Princess Margaret. We do find that out. Princess Margaret doesn't seem to necessarily want to be the princess or to lead. It's probably because she grew up in a life where she's just used to that and doesn't have stance. Now, Lady Margaret finds her own stride, hanging out with Olivia and Kevin. Right, and this is where my issues with the psychological trauma come into play. It's a big it's a big change for Lady Margaret to go from being the princess of a small Spanish-like state. Um yeah, but I'm not worried about her psychological impact. I'm worried about oh, Kevin. No, she's doing it to Kevin, yeah, for yeah. sure. And to Olivia, who figures right. out the ruse almost instantaneously. Yeah, she does. It's very important. But to- she fall- Olivia falls in love with her. And almost likes her more than she likes Stacy, which is almost infe- like it's offensive. Why is it offensive? Well, I don't know because Stacy's probably taken care of her for like years and stuff, and then if you were a seven-year-old girl, you're telling fun. me you wouldn't fall in love faster with, with the, somebody that's more fun. With the, Absolutely, with the, with but it'd be more, heartbreaking to the, the person that's a little bit more <laughs> organized. <laughs> yeah. With the more fun princess yeah. versus the organized baker. Right. Um, yep. Yeah. I fell in love with the organized baker. You're saying that because that's essentially the character I would play. That's the character you are. <laughs> but not a baker, but right. well, you could be if you wanted in to. Time. In your spare time. In your spare time, yeah. Um, we do a nice job on the horse ride. Again, we talked about that. He apologizes the next day. We're able to move past it. Um, we check out on Princess Margaret and Kevin. They're having a great time. We get to see... Almost too good of a time. Though, almost. Because Kevin doesn't know, and Kevin loves Stacy. Does he? Yes. Kevin, that was from the very start in their bakery in Chicago. Kevin loves Stacy. He He's just new- trying to get her to loosen up, and she just won't, like, just let work go and have fun and enjoy her life. And so then, all of a sudden, when in the, this magical, made-up country... It's real to me. Stacy. It's finally having fun and they're enjoying themselves and he's falling more and more in love with her and like thinking that this could actually happen. But the reality is it's not Stacy. It's not Stacy. And that is where the psychological trauma comes into play. You're really playing with Kevin's heart. No, <laughs> I'm not. Well, not you. Stacy and Margaret are. Stacy and Margaret are. I um, it here, but I don't know. It wasn't, I wasn't like fully gobsmocked. That's not a word. <laughs> So I agree, Kevin and Lady Margaret's day is dangerous because it's not actually Stacy. His boss, who he's in love with, who he's falling more madly in love with, maybe. Because mm-hmm. Lady Margaret is definitely falling in love with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just imagine if I had, like, my Mary-Kate to my Ashley, and you fell in love with Mary-Kate, like... It would be a very confusing time in our life. <laughs> but you've always loved me. What if Mary Kate's more turn, fun? Exactly. But then but then as you get to know her, everything that you loved about me, she's not. It gets taken away. Yeah. So like the parts that you love about me are no longer there, but the fun parts that you wish were in me are, but that's not enough because you really fell in love with me. It's a very dangerous thing to do to somebody you care about. 
to lie to them and switch roles. But I don't oh, think Stacey cares about Kevin. I don't think Stacey cares about Kevin at all because later in the day, in the evening, Kevin asks for the toothpaste. And she's like, ew, Kevin, like you've seen him with his shirt off? His That's gross. Oh, Kevin's yeah. gross. Right. He's not cute at all. Yeah. And Lady Margaret's like, I disagree. Mm-hmm. He's a babe. Yeah, true. I think Stacey loves him as a friend, though. As a friend, yes, but there's no love interest there. But you would think... I don't know. We're not going to delve deeper into the psychological thing of it. Whatever. The fact that Olivia figured it out immediately... Yeah, she knows Stacey. And Kevin never did is exactly why men aren't as smart as women. True. So... I don't know about smart. I think just observant. Observant is probably the word. Yeah. So, yes, the, the ball does come first. Yep. Whoever was right doesn't matter. No, it does matter because you were arguing with me earlier and you bet dinner on it on a Fend for Yourself Friday, nonetheless. You want to talk about Fend for Yourself Friday for a second? Sure. What is it? It's really what its namesake is. It's Fend for Yourself Friday. Whatever you want to do. Just yep. make it happen. It's all on your own. What time you want to eat, what you want to eat. You want to order food from Popeye's? Order food from Popeye's. I don't know if that's involved, but... <laughs> Look at you putting rules on Fend for Yourself Friday. <laughs> No, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so it's Fend for Yourself Friday, and you were trying to make it a bet about who gets to set on dinner. Like, I'm not giving up Fend for Yourself Friday on a bet that I... Well, I knew I was right, but so I guess I could have. You would just complain, so... <laughs> Sounds accurate. So, immediately at the ball, the the prince's parents want Stacy to play the piano. Yeah, and she doesn't know how to tickle the ivory. She does not know how to tickle the ivory. But the prince saves her by playing the hard part, and she's only got to play four keys. I am not musical at all. Yeah, but even playing four keys and not knowing how to play it is, I mean, really a feat. Yeah, Prince Edward is like, oh, just play these four things, it'll be perfect. It seems like a stretch. I mean, if you're musical a little bit, I guess it works. But if you're not, you gotta, like, I don't think Stacey Denovo. I don't think Stacey Denovo is musical. We both know Vanessa Hudgens is musical. She is because she was in High School Musical, which I've never seen. Me neither. I'm just gonna be honest. I that was I was, you know, I watched the Disney Channel for a very long time. An alarming. Time. Yep, an alarming amount of time. But I aged out. I think when High School Musical came, I think they like announced that show, and I was like, I'm out. Good job by you. I appreciate you aging out of that. <laughs> Lizzie McGuire, though. Lizzie McGuire is your sweet spot. Great show. So, yeah, I, I am not musical at all and could definitely not have picked up the piano in zero seconds. Well, if you were told which keys to hit, could you keep a beat? That's essentially what she did. No, I couldn't. Okay. You've seen me try and keep a beat before. Have I? I don't know, probably. I, I mean, I know you intentionally clap when it's not the clapping <laughs> time. But, again, intentional is the key word. It's a very charming part of me. (laughs) So, basically after the ball, they go then and give the gifts they went shopping for. Or they go shopping. Yes, because of Stacy. She's like, we need to be on the ground and actually doing something other than... Pretending? Eating hand-passed hors d'oeuvres and wearing a crown. Like, you gotta do something. Stacy's bringing the reality... To the show, and I appreciate mm-hmm. her for it. Yep. She wants to make these children's life better. Yep. And she takes an active role in, first of all, going mm-hmm. to the group home. Yep. And then pushing Edward to both going shopping and baking for the children. They do that. They almost run into her doppelganger. Right, but you're missing the part of in doing all of this, 
They're falling in love. They're falling in love. How could you not fall in love? But this is less of a psychological toll because Margaret and Edward's relationship was arranged. And so Edward didn't love Margaret to begin with anyway. So there's no love loss for Stacy or Edward here because Stacy didn't love Kevin. Edward didn't love Margaret. However, Kevin is the one in this whole story that gets bleeped. Whatever. No, but agreed. They're falling in love, but I think it's very dangerous and very easy to fall in love. Um, spending the crown's money, buying gifts for children. It's a real bachelor problem in the movie. Like, who can't fall in love in front of a waterfall in Fiji? Or, but that's where he lives. That's, that's a not, good point. That, yeah. this, is a, this is a real life. You're right about like, that. he's falling. That is his real life. Stacy, that's a bachelor moment for her. Stacy is opening... Edward's eyes to a life that he could lead, a more fulfilling life. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. It all works out for Stacey and Edward. And it does in the end, too. Yeah. Which are moving towards quickly. Yeah. We have a nice, we have a nice gift scene uh, at the group home. We have a nice sing-along well, scene. Them, they almost run into each other. Oh, good point. At the toy store. Shout out to Olivia for bringing some pretty good interference there. Yes. And the magical Santa. We, we forgot about him. He was the driver at the very beginning. He also was the one in Chicago that got Stacy to think twice. He was ringing the bell for the red buckets. Correct. Yeah. We totally skipped over that. But He shows up a lot and it's yep. very obvious. So he's the magic Santa that ties the whole Christmas theme together. Um, man in the hat. Man with the bell. Man on the street. Man in the taxi. Man in the taxi. Man with the shop. He has a little shop on in downtown. He closes early. Because when they almost meet each other, he convinces Kevin to help him move his car. That's at the toy show. Exactly. Yeah. So during all these scenes, all the different places we visit in Belgravia, one thing I think is missing, and that's colored lights. <laughs> Way to do yourself up there. Well, somebody's got to. Yeah. Set myself up and I'll knock it down because I want colored lights for Christmas. You got colored lights... On the deck, halfway. I well, that's not my <laughs> fault. For some reason, we have these two strings of lights fault. that I've never seen before. What? You put them up every year. Any place but our house. You can't find replacement bulbs for them, and one of the strings just gave out. Well, first of all, you went to Lowe's for the replacement, and those lights are from Target. Not a sponsor. <laughs> um, sure, that's fine. Okay. I couldn't find the lights. Okay. But. I do prefer a Christmas tree with colored lights. Well, lucky for you, we've got a remote, but we'll switch it. The problem is, though, you're always switching it back. You've got sanctioned times. What are my sanctioned times? From 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. <laughs> or whenever you fall asleep. Yeah. Or right now, as I just flipped us from white lights to colored lights. Oh, yeah. Um, Allie thinks that because people on Instagram... Prefer colored lights. That's the end all be all. I disagree. Colored lights are coming back in style. I mean, here's the thing. The people, the people's opinion doesn't really matter. I would do what I want anyway. However. It, ma- it matters to me. It matters agreed, to me a lot. The popular vote agreed with me. That clear goes with our general aesthetics. The problem, which I told you when we were decorating next year, will get the correct bulbs that go with your colored light theme. Fair enough. And then it'll work. However, I think the tree needs to be down in the basement because this space is more 
a clear light. So space. what you're selling me is a second tree. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm buying it. I spend most of my time in the basement anyway, so I'm on board with that. I know, and I tried to get some smaller trees to go down there, and I told you what the cost was, and you told me no. It was so. Of course, after Stacy wins the baking contest, Edward, for some reason, is the one presenting the award. No, no, no. He knew about it then. He did. Him and Margaret went to the baking show to provide the awards knowing about it. Stacy didn't know that he knew. Stacy and Kevin didn't know yet. I didn't know they didn't know. I'm pretty sure that's how I recall it. You're the one that just watched the movie today. I didn't get to finish because you wouldn't come down and watch it with me. I had bigger news. Anyway. <laughs> so, normally in these movies, the aggrieved party is upset. Yeah. But in this time... Edward is just like, yeah, I don't care. Right, because... I love Stacy. Right, because he was betrothed. Like, it was an arranged marriage to Margaret. I'm pretty sure that Margaret and Margaret told him beforehand. Okay, that's because fine. Because they went into it being like, we gotta straighten this out sort of a thing. And only Stacy didn't know that they didn't know. And Kevin, because Kevin's just like in it for the ride, loving Stacy, but really loving Margaret. Exactly. You're exactly right. So, so basically both Kevin and Edward are like, let's just go with it. We love these women. Right. We're going to play with the switch. Right. We're going to deal with it. And then end scene after, after they win, what happens next? Well, obviously a Christmas wedding. Boom. Christmas wedding. Between Stacy and Edward. They didn't even care about aristocracy at all. And Margaret goes back to live in Chi-Town. Is that where they go? Yes. So Kevin now runs Stacy's shop? I think so. Because there's a sequel. And in the sequel, which I guess you and Matt are going to have to hit on. Like I said, the psychological issues creep up. They do creep up. They bubble up. They absolutely bubble up. A a fun fact. Mm -hmm. The stars of A Christmas Prince show up at the wedding in Belgravia. Oh, interesting. I really enjoyed that fun fact. Did you Google that? I saw them in the movie. Oh. They're very visible. Do you think that, like, these movies just have, like, background people that are like, you're signed up for X amount of movies? (laughs) Netflix has has bought them for so many movies. (laughs) I mean, if you're an extra, why wouldn't you just be like, make it worth my time. You flew me to Romania. They were already in Romania. That's <laughs> true. That's where A Christmas Prince is Were they filmed, filmed. in the same year, though? That's 2018. A Christmas Switch was made. The same year um, A Christmas Prince was made, both in Romania. So they just made them come. They didn't seem like they wanted to be there. What's that? It's um, Amber and Prince Richard did not seem excited to be at the wedding. What's that called? Like, economies of scope, where they're just like, we're going to save money on flying people, and just like, it's a portfolio of projects. So, to end the podcast, let's talk about a few things. Okay. If you could recast one character from the movie, who are you recasting? We've definitely got to recast Nessa Hudgens. That's what I was going to say, but I thought you were going to, like, buck that. Like, I thought I was being too harsh. No, no. no, no it's not because Vanessa Hudgens didn't do an amazing job. I don't know. I'm sort of salty against Vanessa Hudgens. Like, her British accent really gets to me. Rubs my gears. Though. So, we're recasting Vanessa Hudgens with Mary-Kate and Ashley. <laughs> okay. 
And oh again, yeah, that make it really easy. Not not that. But then they'd have to pay two actors. So <laughs> double prices. Do you think Mary Kate and Ashley are flying? That's the right word. Economies of scope. I, that's not the word I'm looking for. I don't think. But. Are flying to Romania and coach. Mary Kate and Ashley definitely not. They have their own private jet for sure. Dual star. Yeah. Okay. We already handled the Belschnickel. Yeah, it's the driver, which we didn't really talk a lot about, but it's fine. Yeah, he's not an important part of the movie, although he does look like the bad guy in Home Alone, too. It's economy of scale is what I mean. Economies of scale for all those who are keeping track at home. Yep. Elf of the Week we talked about already, and that was definitely the man in the hat. Yep. I think we handled this podcast very deftly. Okay. We missed Matt. We should have been a three-way podcast. He had things to do. Yeah. Um, Would you pod with us again? Well... If you'll have me. Maybe. <laughs> it's a strong maybe. Text back probably. <laughs> there was more editing than normally needed to be done. Yeah. I got uh, that potty mouth. Normal. But all in all, I think you did a great job. Thank you. I'm still not happy that white Christmas lights won over colored Christmas lights. Yeah. Well, um, but I'll get over it. that battle until you get a second tree. Check back on our Twitters from a few days ago. Um... To see exactly who ordered what for Fend for Yourself Friday. Oh. And hopefully we'll see you soon. Either with a Chris, uh, Princess Switch 2. Are you, are you potting before Christmas or is this it? Is I, this the farewell before everyone celebrates their 2020 Christmas? I'm hoping for at least one more podcast before a 2020 Christmas. Okay, well. If not... <laughs> We wish you a Merry Christmas. Yes. Nailed it. Are you patronizing me?